Hello, hello, my friends. This is Jess O'Reilly, also known as Sex with Dr. Jess, and I am here to make sex easy and help give you practical and science-based advice you can use tonight. Now, wherever you are in the world, it is the beautiful month of May, and you know what that means. This means it is International Masturbation Month. That's right, International Masturbation Month. And masturbation is so taboo that I think most of us can't even say the words. So here to talk about masturbation, I have my friend and colleague, Dr. Megan Stubbs, sexologist Megan. She is Grand Rapids based, but travels, I know she's been all over the States this year speaking. Hey there, Megan, how you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm excellent, I'm excellent. You know, you and I are colleagues. We're also friendly friends, but we've never talked about masturbation, have we? No, it hasn't come up. No, and we are, we're sexologists. I know. So if sexologists aren't talking about it with their friends, what do you think about the, the rest of us? You know, I think maybe because we're too close to the situation, we don't talk about it. Maybe other people are more open because they're not living it every day. Right, we're tired of talking about sex. We just want to talk about different types of hot dogs and, and wine. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit. I mean, I'm going to ask you about your experience with masturbation. Would you consider yourself a frequent masturbator? I would be on the upper end of the bell curve. I'm a frequent masturbator. <laughs> okay, and that frequency is one of these interesting things. People definitely want to know how often we're doing it. Right. Um, <laughs> so do you want to tell us how often you're doing it? Let's see, on average, uh, I think, I mean, it definitely ebbs and flows. Uh, this month, I'm pretty sure it's been almost all of the days, not just because of the holiday, you know, professional courtesy. <laughs> I've had more free time on my hands, literally. <laughs> um, and it just happens to just feel right at the time. So I just indulge myself. So you're doing it almost every day, and you must come across this question often, because I get emails from people who are concerned that they're doing it every day or their partner's doing it every day. So as an expert, but also as a practitioner, what do you say to those people? I, I say to them, you're fine. <laughs> you're okay. Uh, I just think there's a stigma around admitting too much sexuality, especially being a woman. You can't be too sexy. What's wrong with you? Are you some kind of deviant? Do you have sex addiction? I think just seeing that you have sexual gratification every day in society is not normal. You shouldn't be, I don't know, this happy in society. Every day, right, you're too happy, for, too happy for the rest of us. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that line then. I'm going to say, not only is it normal, I have my sexologist friends who do it every day, and they are A-okay. Yeah, you're all perverts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all perverted together. So tell me, like, wh why do you do it? Because I think there are so many different reasons why. But for you, and I'm sure it changes from day to day, what are your reasons? So for sure, definitely different reasons that are happening. Um, I'm really guilty of getting out of the shower, wrapping up in my bath towel, and going to, like, just lay down because I'm going to put on lotion. And I'm like, I know myself. <laughs> so the lotion session kind of gets postponed while I take care of myself. Otherwise, it happens when I'm super stressed and I can't sleep. I will call on the power of orgasm to knock me out because my brain's just going, you know, a million miles a minute and I need to calm down. So when the release of oxytocin helps take me down, get me sleepy and send me off to bed. So way better than sleeping pills. So if it puts you to sleep, do you not even get to put on your lotion after? 
I end up waking up and I'm like, dang it, how did I fall asleep again? <laughs> and, and Megan and I are both mixed chicks. Like we have, we have, we have mixed ethnic backgrounds. So our skin needs that lotion in the cold, yes. dry weather up here. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, so you're doing it every day. You're doing it after you shower. And how did you figure out what you like? in the beginning like so for people who are newer to this or people who are maybe in a rut like how do you experience I think it's just really important to explore your body um I started very young it sounds like I'm talking about drugs I started when I was really young in private <laughs> I discovered this on my own um and it was just through exploration of my body I was fortunate enough to have a family that taught me about anatomy and I was comfortable enough in my own skin to explore it and of course as puberty came on I'm like wow I've got these boobs I'm growing hair oh my gosh stuff's coming out so just that natural curiosity coupled with support from my family and books I was able to discover myself in a way that wasn't shamey or I didn't feel bad about it so once I did orgasm I wasn't like oh my gosh what is this uh this must be terrible and then have an embarrassing conversation with mom, like, oh, I did this over and over and then this happened. So it was very private that I discovered what was going on and I knew what was happening because of the books I had. Um, and then I just went from there. So definitely exploring the body, feeling safe in your body and feeling safe in your environment really helped me out. And, and do you find that when you learn to enjoy your body, you also feel better about your body? Because I know you do talks on body image. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I walk around naked constantly. Uh, this was not me five years ago. Um, this was very hard-won <laughs> confidence. But absolutely, once you know how your body likes to be touched and in what ways and where, you're better able to communicate that to a partner. And also, you become more comfortable with your body because you realize hey, this is the vessel that's taking me through life. And I'm, you know, I'll be damned if I start to hate it because someone else doesn't like the way it looks. This brings me joy. This, you know, carries me throughout all of my life experiences. And I'm doing this one personal thing for me that feels so good that I'm not going to feel any shame about this. Of course, that's like way at the end, you know, after the people have had their journey of self-love. But it's definitely a tale for people. And this isn't for just model type skinny people. They deserve sex and love too. But this is for everyone. Everyone's worthy of sexuality and desire. Yeah, and I guess masturbating is one way that you learn to feel worthy, right? Because I think it can be harder when there's a partner in the room. For sure. I mean, people think, people, mostly women, think that, oh, they ask me, how do I orgasm the right way? And I'm like, what do you mean? What does that mean to them? And they want to orgasm through penetrative sex. They're like, I don't want to have to touch my clit. Like it's some sort of inferior orgasm. I'm thinking back to like Freud saying, oh no, clitoral is really immature. We need vaginal. Uh, not really the best thinking. You know, you definitely can have an orgasm with your partner, but what's the statistic now? Like 70% of women need clitoral stimulation to experience orgasm. So I even venture to say that those who are experiencing vaginal orgasms may be clitoral ones because as we know, the legs go around the vaginal opening. So that indirect stimulation could end up being a clitoral orgasm anyway, but who cares? Who cares? As long as you're orgasming and it feels good, do it. Yeah, as long as it feels good. Now, what about people who maybe don't orgasm? Is, is, you know, do you ever have masturbation sessions where you don't orgasm, but it still feels really, really good? 
Oh, for sure, for sure. I'm thinking about the sexual response cycle and there are definitely times I'm just riding that plateau of like, it feels super, super great, but I'm not gonna get over the hump. Or maybe it's, dare I say, I masturbated twice in a row. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't, I'm just spent. It still feels great, but I just can't bring myself to orgasm again. And that's totally fine too, because you know what? It still felt good. I was taking time out for me. It felt good. I was loving myself and it was not time wasted. Now, okay, so girls, you know, with your girlfriends and with your friends, do you talk about sex? Absolutely. Very graphically. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the, here's the big question, and maybe your answer is different than mine. Do you talk about masturbation? We do. <laughs> oh, oh, good. All right. So do you have any tips from your friends? Um, <laughs> I have a really funny story. Don't make a coffee date and think you can squeeze in a masturbation session before they come over. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you going to tell the whole story? So I had a coffee date with my girlfriend and I, let's say it was 1130 in the morning and it was like maybe 1115. I was like, you know what I can do before we go out to get coffee? I'm like, I could quickly rub one out. <laughs> and I left the door unlocked for her to come in. And so she's like, Hey, I'm here. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And she's like, what were you doing? I go, I was getting ready upstairs. She goes, you were masturbating, weren't you? And I go, yes. <laughs> and she's oh like, she's like, you disgust me. Get in the car. <laughs> Other than, and that's sarcasm, but I mean, that's hashtag friendship goals. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, we use the bathroom with each other. We see each other naked. We're just super comfortable. And I'm just happy to have a group of civilians who are so open and accepting of me and really communicative about their sex lives too. That's, a, that's amazing. I got to say, I don't have those type of friendships. So I don't know if any of my friends are listening, but we need to like step this up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, years ago, I took a course um, on sexual, personal sexual development and enrichment. And I remember one of the assignments that was that we had to masturbate, but in a new position. And I remember it was in my 20s that it was really hard to do because I was used to doing it just one way. So do you change positions? What's what are your favorite positions? Like, I like to give people info, but also stuff they can try tonight. Yeah, um, I feel like I took that same class. <laughs> um, and you're right, it is different. It's like writing with your non-dominant hand. You're like, oh, I can do it. It just feels strange. Um, so for me, it's typically on my back with my hands. I really don't use any toys. And if I do, it's just a simple vibrator. I rarely insert anything. Um, but some people can do it on their stomach. Yeah, I'm a people stomach person now. I didn't used to be. I learned this when I took the course. I was, and that's the cool thing is that we, we, when it comes to masturbation, so usually when we first masturbate, we do it in private and we sort of do it in shame and we do it under duress. So our goal is to just get it over with. So we're training ourselves to create this, I think, dangerous habit where we're just rubbing it out as fast as possible instead of enjoying the process. And so that's what I always did. And then when I took this course and they told me to change positions, it was like a whole new world on my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. So I, I, so I think that's one really important piece for anybody who's masturbating. Next time, change positions. Roll on your left side. Roll on your right side. Do it in the bathroom. Do it in the shower. Roll on your tummy. Uh, grind up against the mattress. Anything you can do to change things up because in our partnered relationships, we are obsessed with variety, right? Don't you notice everybody wants a thousand new sex positions? Right, for sure. And they want it to be easy and fast. <laughs> yeah, why don't we change positions and, you know, change things up when it comes to masturbating? Don't fix a broken thing. 
I, I, I guess that that's the attitude. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so Megan, I, I came across this website. I'm not sure if you've ever seen it. It's called mymasturbation.com. No, I haven't heard that. And so it's real people's masturbation stories. So I'm going to read you a few and, and hoping to get your commentary and maybe insight. Okay. Okay, so this first one is backyard is best. And this person says, I usually go outside the house at night when no one is out there and I masturbate using lotion or any lubricant. I love the feeling of masturbating when I can feel someone is watching me. Your thoughts? Uh, I think that's exciting. Uh, of course, in a safe environment. <laughs> um, having someone watch you definitely ups the excitement for some people. So people like to be exhibitionists or voyeurs. So if that's the thing that works for them. Have you ever done it outside? Um, I have not. Me neither. I'm, I'm too afraid of getting caught. I, th I mean, I live in the city, so... Uh, <laughs> the yeah, I definitely, if you know where I... Yeah, my, my neighbors are basically on top of me, but not in a good way. <laughs> like, we're on top of each other. Okay, so out, outdoors is a big thing. I also hear about people doing it on balconies, but of course, you can, you can get in trouble, so be mindful. We're not legal experts here. Um, this person, I wonder if you've ever used a substitute dildo. This person says, no dildo, no problem. <laughs> Use an electric toothbrush and put a damp or dry washcloth over it. Hump it and scream all you want. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to say for insertion and I was like, okay, you had me. Then when you said washcloth, I was like, no, no, I'm going to tell them don't insert that. Vaginal chafing. But that's for the vibration, I assume. Yeah, that's for the outside. So I, I know um, people who use their cell phones and set it to vibrate. Have you heard of that? I have. I mean, I've seen those apps where it's like a big joke of like, ooh, different vibrations. And I don't know about you, but my cell phone vibration is not going to cut it. So... <laughs> Oh, I don't mind really gentle vibrations, so mine probably would, but my cell phone is probably the dirtiest item that I own. Yeah, that, yeah that's You can put it in a condom, but just the idea that, uh, no, I am, I'm, I am going to just invest in my Wee Vibes. Invest yes, in my for home. sure. Yeah. Um, this one's really interesting. This is about masturbating at work, which I think is more common than we realize. And this is a woman who says, Sometimes when I'm at work, I get so uptight, I need to have some personal pleasuring to get me through. I work in an office, and so I'm dressed with a skirt, jacket, tights, etc. But I've over the years found that I can orgasm by pressing my legs together when I'm wearing tights, if I'm really randy. But usually it's enough to feel the start of pleasure building, even if I have to go to the bathroom and finish myself off. Oh, I like that. Sneaky. Do you hear about people masturbating at work? Uh, actually, I had a previous partner where I, it was kind of my fault. I was sending him very erotic texts. <laughs> he said, do you know what you're doing to me here? And he was like, oh, I'm just, I, I can't take it anymore. And I was like, oh, Pixar didn't happen. And he ended up being one of the people who masturbated at work. But did, did you do it in his office or go to a bathroom stall or what? It was in his office behind his desk. I hope he had his own office. I hadn't been to his office before. Yeah, it's pretty rare to have a private office these days. It's mostly cubicles or co-working spaces. Oh, man. Maybe. <laughs> I, I could never do it in a bathroom stall because I, I, I can barely go pee in a public bathroom stall. Yeah. Like, I, ju I just don't know. I, how would you? You'd have to keep your breath so silent. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I, I think this is pretty common. 
I think the bottom line is people are doing it and we're not talking about it. So we need to be more like you and your friends. Like, so if you have, if, if you masturbate or you want to open up the conversation about masturbation or even sex with your friends, what, what's your advice to people? I think just open it up maybe with a story and just say, oh, I had this really nice date with myself last night. Or just say, I had this nice date. Talk about you had a nice dinner, went home, and you had the best orgasm of your life. And they can say, oh, my God, tell me about it. And be like, it was me. <gasps> <laughs> but it's so true. Because we talk about our dates with other people. We talk about our sexual experiences with our partners. We talk about whether we're getting it or not getting it or whether they're good or not so good. But we don't do it when it comes to masturbation. And oftentimes you're your best lover or your only lover. I was going to ask you about that because you're single. I'm single. Is it, is it better for you on your own than with, you know, some of the guys you're dating? Um, for consistent orgasms, I'm tops, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm the best. It takes time to both learn your partner's body and have them learn your body too. So eventually it can get to a level where it's really, really good. But if you just want solid consistency orgasms, then yeah, obviously no one beats yourself. But I feel like you can get there with a partner for sure, but it's going to take some time and some patience and learning. Yeah, that, that's so the case. And I think sometimes even those of us in relationships, sometimes we'd rather just masturbate because we don't have to, we don't feel like we have to do all the work. Yeah, and then you can together watch each other. This is true. That's, that's a whole other topic. That is one of the most intimidating sexual experiences. Just very vulnerable. Yes, to mutually masturbate. I mean, I know couples who have been to sex parties. They've done lots of wild things. But the idea of masturbating in front of their partner really feels threatening. But we're going to have to leave that for another day. Megan, thank you so much. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm at sexologistmegan.com on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, I'm facebook.com backslash Dr. Megan Stubbs. Okay, cool. And we'll link to your page as well. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Happy masturbating. Thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. So I'm going to give you a little bit of advice and we are going to do this We Vibe giveaway. We have the We Vibe Pot Pivot and the We Vibe Verge. Both of these are new products from WeVibe who puts a ton of research into their development program. They are rings designed for stronger erections, more powerful orgasms, and the ability to play in a variety of positions. Check them out at WeVibe.com and enter to win both of these products, one for you and one for a friend, or you can be greedy and keep them both for yourself, I suppose. You guys are going to have to arm wrestle it out. To win the WeVibe Pivot and the WeVibe Verge, all you have to do is head on over to my Facebook page. So it will link it down below, but it's also facebook.com slash sex with Dr. Jess. We'll pin it to the top. You have still a little bit of time left to win. And before we go, I want to just wrap up some advice. So I thought it was really interesting to talk to Megan about her masturbatory, Megan's masturbatory stories, because I think I'm maybe a little bit more shy about talking about the specifics of mine. And she helped to, to uh, bring it out for me. So I think I shared a little more than I normally would. But my advice is, number one, if you're masturbating, pull out all the stops. Use the toys. Use the lube. You do it with your partner to keep it exciting. And you deserve excitement on your own, too. And secondly, consider conscious self-pleasure or conscious 
masturbation. What this means, well, first of all, we'd need at least a full episode to cover this concept, and we might sometime very soon, but in a very simply incomplete nutshell, conscious masturbation involves reframing your approach to self-pleasure to really enjoy the process to feel it in your body, connect with your breath, make it an experience instead of a quick tune-up that you do as quickly as possible, okay? So a conscious experience is slower, it's prolonged, it's about the acceptance of pleasure, feeling it across your body and not just the goal of orgasm. So you can give that a Google or you can tune back in and we'll do a whole episode on conscious masturbation. Number three. Give yourself permission to think about anything. Give your mind permission to wander anywhere. Last week, I had two clients arrive to meet with me separately. They don't know each other. Both in panics over fantasies. One was concerned that her partner's fantasies were too rough, too animalistic, and that maybe it meant he didn't love her. And the other was concerned about her own fantasies because she fantasizes often about cheating on her husband. And both of them were really upset by these fantasies. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Fantasy isn't reality. What you think about when you masturbate may be diametrically opposed to what you want in real life. This is normal. Whatever you think about, you're okay because fantasy is a sense of escapism. It allows you to be someone who you wouldn't be in real life. So don't worry. Let your mind wander. A very practical tip, play with running water, okay? Use your shower head. Use your bath tap. Check out this sex toy. Um, there's one called the water slide. It just kind of lets the water drip on you. Use water when you're doing this. Try it in the shower, slow it down. If you don't orgasm, it's no big deal. Masturbation doesn't always have to be about a goal. And then finally, because I always get questions about each of these topics, about how to handle it from a parenting angle. If you have children or you're a teacher or you're working with kids and they have questions about masturbation, your job is to give them the data and then let them reconcile it with their personal, familial, religious, social beliefs. So you're gonna give them the data on masturbation. It is common. Most people do it at some point in time. Only 2% of people will develop hairy palms for a masturbating. That was a joke, people. You won't get hairy palms, you won't go blind. There aren't really any adverse effects from masturbating, even if you do it every day, even if you do it twice a day. Having said that, if you don't want to do it, that's okay too. All right. So if you are wondering how do you answer your kids' questions, you just give them the data and then you let them work out what they want to do with it. So you're not saying you must do this, you shouldn't do this. Um, you certainly want to teach if they're very young and they're touching themselves the difference between private and public. So you say that's a private activity, just like you don't go pee on the couch at grandma's house. You don't masturbate on the couch at grandma's house. That's for you behind closed doors. Now I just want to thank you, say a big thank you to our friends at WeVibe who have generously donated their top grade sex toys, these WeVibe Pivots and WeVibe Verge. Very excited to check them out. You can win a WeVibe Pivot and a WeVibe Verge via my Facebook page, Sex with Dr. Jess. So make sure you enter, tag a friend, enter multiple times if you'd like to, share it for more entries. These penis rings are about fuller, long-lasting erections, more powerful orgasms, stimulates the perineum, this other one here, and 
you can use them in multiple positions. So I'm very excited for these toys, uh, brand, brand new. So I'm checking them out with you, well, not with you, but around the same time as you, but I do know Levi, and I know their products. Proud Canadian company have been playing with uh, their, their new toy also, The Wish, which you should check out. That is all the time we have. I went over, which barely happens, I swear to God. Again, this is Sex with Dr. Jess. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure you enter our contest, and I will be back with you next Wednesday. Have a good one, folks.